0: Prime Scene and Cupcakes is an independent podcast created in the Anchor app, funded mainly through advertising. The podcast often has coarse language and disturbing content. Please listen wisely. Hey guys, it's Mary again. Dog Mom Baker, True Crime Podcast Maker and this Sunday is September 11th and it will mark 21 years since terrorists had attacked our country and changed the way that we viewed the world and each other forever. Now in the upcoming days you will hear about So many amazing heroes. And while many will be remembered for their heroic efforts, rescue workers and just random general people who rushed to save lives as the World Trade Center collapsed on that day, September 11th, 2001, there are stories Of hundreds of dogs that helped people that just are not well known so for today's podcast of paws for dogs in the law I wanted to acknowledge and shine the light on those amazing canines and their incredible handlers you dogs finding survivors to people being saved and burning buildings by guide dogs, as well as finding items of jewelry that could be reunited with victims' families. Thousands had their lives changed that day by a man's best friend. And today we will remember their legacy and how many went on to be deployed to so many other disaster zones. Now we have acquired some of our information as it was reported by the Doggington Post. We will provide a link to the Doggington Post article. The first canine I want to talk about, he's a big deal to me. And that is Apollo. I don't know if you've ever heard of Apollo, but you need to give him a Google. Apollo is an incredible, or was an incredible canine. Apollo rushed to the scene of the attacks because he was already in New York. He, along with his handler, Pete Davis, and they were among the first search and rescue dog team to arrive at the site. Now Apollo is a search and rescue dog, and he served with the canine unit with the New York Police Department that's how he happened to already be there he was a german shepherd and one of the incredible things was he had nearly lost his life during that search he had debris and flames had fallen on top of him as he was running in to rescue so many people he had become engulfed with debris and flames. But he had managed to find a pool of water. And he had rolled into the water. And they were able to douse the flames off of them. And Apollo being the absolutely incredible shepherd he was rolled around, got up, and he went right back in, because he knew people needed to be saved. Apollo had received the Dicken Medal. That is the animal equivalent of a Victoria cross on behalf of the search and rescue dogs who participated in the rescue operations at the World Trade Center site and the Pentagon. He received the award along with guide dogs, Rosalie and Salty, who rescued their owners from the World Trade Center. The citation award was as follows for tireless courage in the service of humanity during the search and rescue operations in New York and Washington on and after September 11th, 2001, faithful to words of command and undaunted by the task, the dog's work, and unstinting devotion to duty, stand as testament to those lost or injured. Apollo also received the American Kennel Club Ace Award in 2001. He was also honored for his work at the Westminster Kennel, sorry, He was also honored for his work at the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show of 2002, in which he served with several other dogs from the New York Police Department's canine unit. Apollo died November of 2006. I will be putting pictures of these dogs and of that day on our Instagram, And for those people who were not aware of the canines that were involved, those pictures and Apollo is just so incredible. Another dog I would like to acknowledge is Brittany. Brittany, absolutely adorable golden retriever. Now she was just two years old at the time of the attacks. She and Denise Corliss, her owner and handler, they worked at Ground Zero for 10 days. And that's the other thing. With these dogs and with everything that was going on, I think some people think, okay, the day it happened, then it was done. And cadaver dogs and search and rescue dogs worked for weeks trying to find the bodies along with forensic anthropologists and then had to work tirelessly to try to match them up to identify each person's remains so that families knew where their loved one was and all of their missing pieces of their loved ones. It was such a difficult time for handlers, owners, all of the rescue workers, everyone involved. So back to Brittany. Brittany again was two years old at the time of the attacks. She and Denise Corliss, her owner and handler, worked at Ground Zero for ten days. Corliss, she's a volunteer firefighter with the Cyve with CyFair fire department and she began training Brittany for search and rescue work at just eight weeks old and the duo soon became a FEMA certified canine team that also worked in the rescue missions during hurricanes Katrina, Rita, and Ivan. Now that's one of the things if you go back to one of my earlier podcasts when I talked about Greeley, Colorado, Gunnison, Colorado, where these dogs go to become FEMA certified. That is where the best of the best dogs go to become certified as Brittany had done. Brittany retired from formal search work at nine years old, but continued to work as a goodwill ambassador for her local fire department and as a reading assistance dog at a local elementary school. Brittany remained the only living 9-11 search and rescue dog until June 6, 2016, when she was laid to rest just shy of 17 years old. As Brittany entered the animal hospital in Cypress, Texas, firefighters and search and rescue workers from the fire department lined the sidewalk, saluted. She was carried out, her body draped in an American flag. Also, many may not be aware that some casualties at 9-11, they weren't just human. Cirrus, a four-year-old bomb-detecting Yellow Lab, was a faithful partner to Port Authority Officer David Lim. When the first explosion had hit Tower One, Cirrus and Lim were in the basement. The huge explosion prompted Lim to put Cirrus in his crate when he raced upstairs to explore the scene. When Lim reached the top of the 43 flights of stairs, he immediately took on a brave duty of directing and assisting the group of frantic individuals that were still alive. When Lim was around the fourth floor, he was helping carry a woman down to safety when no one expected what would happen next. The tower collapsed trapping Lim and several others under the rubble. Several died and the ones that were lucky still alive just waited there, wondering which breath would be their last. Lim was rescued by other courageous heroes that day, but unfortunately many others were not as lucky as he was. The thought of Cirrus, locked in the basement of the tower, made Lim's heart race with fear and grief. Remembering the last words he spoke to Cirrus, You stay there, I'll be back for you. He attempted to run back in the basement and search for his beloved friend. Officers and firefighters had already secured the scene and refused reentry. Cirrus became the first canine casualty of 9-11. Cirrus was carried out just as every other brave officer or firefighter was carried out under full honors with a prayer, a salute, and an American flag over his body. The search and rescue dog was a beloved friend and a companion to Lim. His memory is something to be honored, just like all the brave souls lost that heartbreaking day. Another diligent search dog, Service, didn't let his injury stop his efforts. The nine-year-old, 70-pound, Belgian Malinois, also called Wuss, he fell 20 feet face first into the rubble. The dog and his handler Chris Christensen were searching a tunnel beneath one of the towers when they heard the signal from a firefighter to run for their lives. The pair couldn't escape and then all of a sudden, Service fell into the pit of the rubble. Christensen immediately jumped to the dog's aid and found the injured pup suffocating. Several New York firefighters heard Christensen's cry for help and came to the dog's rescue. Service had his nostrils clogged with debris from the fall. Rescuers were able to get the dog to a fire truck, and to get oxygen. When a paramedic refused to help the dying pup, New York cops took action into their own hands. They loaded the dog into a police car and headed straight for an animal hospital with three police motorcycle escorts. The hospital was able to get service in a stable condition and saved the pup's life. When the dog was well enough to be discharged, Christensen went back to the towers to continue the search. Even though he ordered service to stay in the car, he wouldn't let his injuries get in the way of serving his country. Christensen ordered the dog back three times, but the eager pup wouldn't listen. With service by his side, they searched for survivors another 16 hours straight. Service dogs to New York City's finest weren't the only hero pups that day. Dorado, a blind service dog to World Trade Center employee, Omar Eduardo Rivera, stepped up that day and became a hero to many. Rivera worked on the 71st floor when the plane crashed into the building 25 floors above him. Panic immediately ensued. Riviera attempted to free Dorado and gave him a chance to run for survival. He unclipped his lead, pushed him, and ordered him to go. However, the faithful dog stayed by his owner's side and would not leave him to die alone. Riviera could hear screams and feel the vibrations of people rushing to get to safety. Dorado was swept away in the rush of people leaving Rivera on his own. Sure he was alone, he tried to remain calm. After several minutes, a familiar nudge hit him. From knee-high, Dorado had found his owner and guided him down 70 flights of stairs to his safety. Even with all the people rushing to get out, Dorado stayed by his side and nudged him step by step. It took a little over an hour for the pair to reach safety, but when they did, the tower collapsed. Dorado risked his life for his owner, and despite the chaos, stayed faithfully by his side. Then we have Riley. Riley is a golden retriever that assisted in the 9-11 search and rescue efforts. Riley was trained to find live people. Still, he did his best to help recover several bodies of firefighters. Riley worked desperately to find the living. That was his job his search partner in human explained, Riley knew the people he continued to find were dead. He was never a formally trained cadaver dog. His job was to find the still living. I tried my best to tell Riley he was doing his job. He had no way to know that when firefighters and police officers came over to hug him and for a split second, you can see them crack a smile, that Riley was succeeding at doing an altogether different job, he provided comfort, but maybe he did understand. But Riley really, he was one of the ones that had a hard time with it. He was used to finding the living. So he would work so hard, so hard. And he'd find somebody And he knew they weren't alive. And to him, he felt like he was doing something wrong. Riley was one of the dogs we had talked about before, who was starting to get depressed. And so firefighters and police officers would hide. It's just so heartwarming that they would try to provide some comfort for Riley. Then we have Colby and Guinness love Colby and Guinness Colby looked like a long black haired golden retriever and Guinness a yellow lab both of these two they worked longer than they were ever used to and in big crowds that they were ever trained to work they were not used to all of this ruckus but they worked for 11 days and they worked 12 hour shifts their rewards were a nap and a chew toy and they stuck together and they dug through the rubble and they were an awesome pair. Then we have Thunder who is a golden retriever and handler Kent Olson. They traveled all the way from Lakewood, Washington to search through the rubble for victims of the September 11th terrorist attacks. Olsen and Thunder often searched Washington for victims and survivors of avalanches and possible drownings. But this was the first time they had been so far away from home or had helped with a mission of this magnitude. And they did such an amazing job. And then we had Sage. Now, Sage was adorable. Sage became a FEMA search and rescue dog at only 18 months old. It was her first real mission and talk about baptism by fire. The 9-11 attacks were her first real mission as a FEMA dog and amid the rubble, Sage sniffed out a body of the terrorist who had flown the American Flight 77 into the building. So for Sage's first job, Sage was a badass and her picture is adorable. You'll have to look for that on our Instagram page. She was, we had so many retrievers and shepherds and then you have a little border collie Sage here and she was absolutely adorable. And then we, we started off with Apollo and I wanna kind of bring towards an end with Tracker. Tracker is another German Shepherd and Tracker came to us with Canadian police officer, James Symington. So it was amazing that James Symington came from Canada to assist with the uh, 9-11 attacks. Uh, Tracker was able to find the very last survivor of the 9-11 attacks at the World Trade Center. Janelle Guzman-McMillan was making her way down the stairs in the South Tower when the building collapsed around her. And after being trapped for 27 hours beneath the concrete and rubble, Tracker alerted firefighters to her whereabouts. Now, before Tracker died in April of 2009, his DNA was entered into a cloning contest that was done by Symington. And Tracker's DNA was chosen for use. So in June of 2009, they've begun and they cloned, they have basically five Tracker clones. So I just think it's incredible what science can do and I have been so excited and following what these five little Trekker clones are going to be able to do with this. Then we have Jack. Jack looks like a black golden lab to me, so that's what I always call him. Jack was only 10 months old when he was found as a stray living on the streets and suffering from several injuries including a dislocated hip and a broken leg. He was adopted by Mary Flood, a member of the Utah Task Force, a search and rescue team trained to respond to disasters. After nursing him back to health, Mary trained Jack for search and rescue, and Jack was a friggin' natural. That's where we were talking in our earlier podcast that... They don't have to be picked from a puppy. They don't have to have a certain breed. Sometimes it's just the dog and their desire and the handler and that magic that they can create. And Jack and Mary, they had that magic. While Jack assisted after so many natural disasters, he was most noted for his work following the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center, where he worked tirelessly for 17 days. In his later years, Jack helped train younger prospective rescue dogs as well as their handlers. Jack helped other dogs to learn to track scents in difficult places and terrain, including under the snow and even up trees. Jack also worked as a therapy dog at Utah nursing homes and at a camp for burn victims. Now, there are hundreds of more loyal, devoted, hardworking, four-legged heroes that risked life and limb on September 11th and the days and weeks that followed. Whether they were searching for survivors, locating remains, or simply being a source of comfort and hope during the bleakest moment in modern history. So I just wanted us to take a moment to remember and honor them as we are honoring all the other heroes from that time. So thank you guys again for joining us for Paws in the Law. It was a little bit longer today, but we had so many amazing dogs to honor. We will have this information on our Instagram and our Facebook, and we'll have highlights on our Twitter. Thank you for joining us again. Stay safe.